Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by Julie Elder of Totally Holistic Health. Hi Julie, are you okay? I am very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Good, no worries. Thanks for coming on. It'd be uh, interesting to uh, to speak to you today and find out a bit more about your business. I don't think we've had anybody in your field yet. Oh, well, there you go. First, first one. Shall we start off... Um, as I always do, Julie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, yeah. um, your journey, your story to where you are today and, and what exactly it is you do? Cool, yeah. Um, I'm My business, obviously, as Andy said, is Totally Holistic Health. Um, I, I actually first, when I first qualified, I actually was um, qualified in fashion design and management all those years ago. Um, and I worked in the fashion industry for quite a number of years. And then I moved out of that into general industry, um, working in office management and stuff like that for quite a few years. Okay. Um, and it got to the stage when, you know, sort of really, you know, it's it, it's a very stressful environment. Obviously, the corporate environment is, is you know, it, it generally is all the way around. So um, I was sort of getting more ill and you know, feeling really fatigued. So, and I've always had an interest in, in holistic health and sort of uh, aromatherapy and stuff like that. I was one of those girls that used to put the rose petals in um, glass bottles and just <laughs> on the windowsill, that sort of stuff. So um, I did a bit of training in that while I was actually working. Um, and then um, um, I had my son, I was, I was, I was continuing to work and I had my son, he was about to start school. And I just thought, you know, I'm really fed up with doing what I'm doing. Um, so the fact that I had the opportunity to, to give up work, um, I actually studied full time in complementary therapies and health um, services okay. um, and then within six weeks of starting that course I was pregnant with my daughter so the first year I was wandering around with a massive bump um, so I did uh, the first year with pregnant with her I had her in June and then I continued on the course the second year um, and I originally started working um, for um, a local um, health shop in um, Alderley Edge um, which was sort of doing massages and stuff like that and it, it's actually really really hard work sort of literally doing one massage after the other after the other mm-hmm. um, so then I decided to set up on my own which I did and literally I've gone from strength to strength um, I've added to therapies I offer so aside from things like massage and reflexology and Reiki I do lots of other things um, like um, I do bone technique I do um, kinesiology I do um I'm actually trained to be a hypnotherapist now. I do um, oh, lots of different treatments. I'm also a yoga teacher as well. So it's all really about trying to create, um, give people the opportunity to actually maintain, maintain their health. Out, um, totally holistic health. Totally holistic health. That's <laughs> what it says on the tin. So, um, yeah, so it's really a case of just, just trying to let people understand that they have the ability to actually be able to look after the health of the health themselves yeah. um, you know it's just a case of listening into what your body's telling you and the body is incredibly clever at telling you what you need to do so it's just a case of you know offering that sort of solution to people and it's really a case of whether people actually want to listen to the advice you've actually got or whether they want to continue to carry on living the life that they, they always do and expect it fixed which is yeah. another type of scenario. yeah it's the definition of um Oh, insanity, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I do get a lot of people that come in and they sort of continue living the same life that they've always lived and expect me to fix them and then go back to carry on that way. But um, I don't get so many of those anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think that's human nature, though, isn't it? Um, it is. It is. But then that, I suppose, also um, demonstrates the the qualities that you have as a coach, because when you can help somebody and coach them out of 
of that human nature and that habit absolutely into new habits then obviously that demonstrates what you're capable yeah. of yeah i mean it is it is i think the more people who understand that they have that ability to to create their own health i think mm-hmm. I, you know it, it is a coaching role to a certain extent yeah i've never actually seen it, seen it that way before but yes you're right um, and I think, you know, what people actually feel empowered by that and the think they can actually do this stuff themselves, it makes it so much, you know, it makes my job a lot easier. But also it's just, it's just a wonderful thing to see, you know, that they can actually take control and they, they can fix themselves to a certain extent. So. Yeah, absolutely. Magic. So you started off in office management, you said? Yeah, yeah. And, and fashion yes. as well? Yeah, my, my first degree was in fashion design and management. Total change in <laughs> total change of industry right okay so let's let's go back sort of to the to the early days what was it that that why did you do a degree in fashion design and management um i was i've always made my own clothes i've always been really i mean i used to be one of those people that used to be able to create an outfit before i went out to a disco on a friday night to go out on a saturday so i I always i've always made my own clothes and it's just something i was always interested in so um so it just seemed a natural progression to do something like that. Um, I mean, the course was four years. It was a sandwich course. So I was in the industry for two, six month periods as well, which was quite fun. But when I actually started working in it, it's, yeah, it's hard work. It's, it's hard work for not much money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not, it wasn't, it's not as glamorous as it make it out to be. So I did it for about four or five years, but yeah. Cool. And then you moved into, into office management and yeah. was that more corporate was it um it was more corporate i worked in quite a few different companies i worked in recruitment for a little bit as well um and then i worked in um i worked at siemens i worked at um in the optical department there okay. um i worked at astrazeneca um so yeah it's it's got nice nice companies but yeah again still got that corporate environment yeah. that's still sort of you know quite stressy sort of um, and atmosphere. you said you did your training for so was it massage training you did first was that um, well, I did a, did a little bit of massage training when I was um, when I was actually still working, but I mm-hmm. sort of it was it was more of a beauty therapy type thing, so it's not really what I was after. Um, right. Okay. So then, then I actually decided that was it. I wanted to do it properly full time, so I actually left. So you, know, you left the job, together. right? And then did you training? Um, right. Okay. Training I was just going to see if you managed to, because um, obviously a lot of listeners will be either in a corporate role or having come out of a corporate role and being self-employed. So I was wondering whether you managed to use what you'd learned through your training whilst you were still in your corporate role on yourself, but obviously um, you... Not so much, but I did actually go back into some of the corporate places to do on-site massage. I went into Siemens, um, mm-hmm. and I did sort of quite regularly for about a year, two years. I actually went in on a Friday afternoon and did um, corporate massage there, so I sort of paid back what I'd, what I'd taken from them to a certain extent. Yeah. And it, was, it went down really well, and you know, it's something that I think, I think a lot of industry particularly needs to have a well-being type you know someone to go in and help with well-being because i think particularly at the moment there's so much stress around uh, yeah. I think people just need that opportunity to i think i think people need to know that their companies are caring about them as well so yeah absolutely cool so um we got into the the proper holistic health after you'd after you'd left the corporate world now let's sort of put a time scale on that how how long ago was that uh, i left in uh, i qualified in 2005 2000 so 15 years so you've been yeah a long time <laughs> working for yourself for the best part of 12 15. to 15 years then yeah about 15 16 years yeah right okay yeah. fantastic awesome so there's a lot of um a lot of uh, history there within just your business alone and it's no wonder then that you've gone from 
focusing on massage through to the rest of the the holistic health practices absolutely i mean you know it's i think the more i think of anyone who works in holistic therapies i think the more you learn about the body's ability to heal itself the more you want to learn about it um and, and i and I, I particularly love training i'm the eternal student anyway i, I love mm-hmm. learning new stuff um so i mean massage wise i mean I'm, i still do massage but not so much anymore because on a physical level it's you know i've been doing it for a long time and it's hurts yeah. your hands and your back so i'm trying to move away a little bit from that um i do bowing techniques because when i had my daughter had horrendous sciatica after I had her I was literally like hobbling around for a couple of years it was really really bad and I got to say when I was actually thinking can I really carry on working because it uh-huh. was so bad I tried pretty much every single therapy going I tried chiropractic um, physio I tried osteopathy nothing really worked apart from a bowing treatment that I had and, okay. and that literally cleared up in about two or three days and I just thought wow so I so what's, went what's a bowing treatment um, it's it's a really really gentle manipulation of soft tissue. So what we're trying to do is work with, if you can imagine that um, it's the muscles that hold the body in place, the skeletal system in place. So if your muscles are tight, obviously your skeletal system will be slightly awry, and, and obviously then the more out of kilter you are, the more discomfort you're feeling. So what we're trying yeah. to do is just release the muscles, so actually get the muscles to realign your skeleton, your skeleton for you. Okay. Which alleviates so much discomfort, and it's a very gentle treatment as well. It's like really, really gentle touching, but it works really, really well. You're actually working with the body, you're actually getting the body to heal itself. So very, very good. Okay, smashing, brilliant. So, um, yeah. So 15 years ago, when you did go self-employed, how did you? I know you went sort of from employed to training to self-employed, but how did you find the transition um, between um, the two? I I always had a vision, so I always wanted to. I mean, I did work um, temporarily with um, you know with with a business in in Old yeah, so I was doing that in tandem with people setting it on there, so I did yeah. have a little bit of a buffer. Um, but I always, I've always, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to set up my own business, principally because I just thought, well, you know, I, I have my own um, sort of standards of what I want. You know, what I want yeah. to achieve, what I want people to achieve. And I know that, you know, after working in that particular business in, on Over the Edge, you know, literally that, you know, it's, it's like you don't get a chance to actually speak to people. It's literally they come in for the massage, they go home and you don't have mm-hmm. that. It's not complimentary therapy at all to a certain extent. It's literally they have a massage and they go home. So yeah. I thought, well, that's not really what I trained to do. I wanted to be able to create a, a um, sort of like a, a place that people can come and just talk about why they're feeling what they are. Mm-hmm. And offer solutions to those problems, and and then make them go, make them go home feeling better. But knowing that they can offload on me as well, that's part of you know, part of my course was doing counselling as well. So yeah, it, it it sort of you know you can't get that if you're working in a particular business that has to have a certain um you know certain amount of people throughout throughout the day really. So. Yeah, I think the um it's transactional, isn't it? Almost yeah, not absolutely. That, I mean, obviously, not all businesses are like that, but a lot of a lot of businesses that employ multiple therapists or Absolutely. or people that provide the service what tends to be transactional because it's how many people can we get in the door Absolutely. Absolutely. rather than thinking about, I mean, you were talking about the communication that you have with your customers and the, them coming and having a place where they feel safe to have that conversation with you exactly. and, and actually them coming back second, third, fourth year in a row yeah. is almost a better 
prospect business wise, isn't it, than yeah. the transactional because exactly. they may only come back once or twice. Exactly, and I and I just think, well, you know, you're giving people something that they probably need. They don't, you know, it's not much they like a massage. You still need to know why. If you're working with essential oils as well, yeah. essential oils, you know, you create a blend for that particular person. If you don't know why they're there, then it's difficult for you to actually create something that's specific to them. Yeah. So you know, it's you just need to know a little bit more about the person before you can treat them. So exactly, is, uh, fantastic. Um, Cool. So obviously we are the scoop. We talk about um, SK and the local Stockport area as well. Um, so you said you started off um, when you were self-employed or when you left the corporate job working in Alderley Edge. Is that where you're based? No, no, moment, I'm in, in Cheadle Hume. I just worked there for about six months after I qualified and then I okay. left and, and set up property on my own. Um, cool. So you're Cheadle Hume based? Cheadle Hume based, yeah, I'm on Cheadle Road. Um, okay. I've got, my, I've got my own little therapy room. Um, fantastic excellent and then so how important then is the local area to your business i know you said um you said earlier on that you're doing online stuff so i guess in theory you could be global but yes um (laughs) but i'm also assuming based on what it is that you do it tends to be local customers that you have and so the area probably is important to the business and vice versa the business will be important to the area as well Exactly. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with the yoga being online, obviously, I can reach further afield, and I have had people in Turkey and yeah. people, you know, further afield in, in, in England as well. Um, so, which is which is quite nice. And I know when I start back doing the face to face teaching, I probably will continue doing online at the same time as well because I don't want to lose those customers, or I don't want to. Well, not that I don't want to lose those customers, but I know that it's a benefit for them as well. So, you know, I mm-hmm. will continue to do those. But obviously, face to face hands on treatments, I need to do space um so yeah i mean it's i mean my I, yeah i've got people from all over that tend to come to me as well but the thing is because of the treatments i do some of them are quite specific i do get people that, that are further field from the ska area or the sk area but uh, most of them are better most of them are based around here so yeah, yeah. it's my and i guess because of the type of treatment that you offer it's it, it's a really positive service that you're providing for the community as well isn't it Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's. I. I mean, I have worked with sort of like other different corporate businesses as well, sort of again promoting health and well-being in, in their industries as well. So you know, I think it's, it's just trying to get the word out that there is stuff out there, mm-hmm. and particularly at the moment. I mean, I had some clients yesterday who'd been to see or trying to get to see a GP about the problem. Um, and, and you know, it's all telephone consultations, and and a lot of it is stress-related stuff, which yeah. is something like you know any sort of holistic therapist, you know, whether it's me or anyone who does a similar sort of thing to what I do, you know, we can really, really help. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many different holistic therapists and, and people who sort of similar things to me around this area. So, you know, there is a massive resource of stuff of people who, who can really help. And it's just trying to get that word out there that, you know, there is more to your health than just going to see a doctor and being prescribed antidepressants and <laughs> things like that for back pain. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. And I guess I suppose on the back of that, the area that we're in as well, it's like, it's a private service, I suppose, what you offer, isn't it? So the GP would be the first option for the many. But I guess we're in an area where we're privileged enough that a lot of people are able to, to use a private service like your own. Um, Yeah. Sorry. No, go on. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, one of the first, the main things I did when I first qualified, because I wanted to make holistic therapies available to 
people who possibly couldn't afford so much because it you know it is I suppose a lot of people seeing it a bit as being maybe elitist or um well not elitist but you know again it's something for, yeah I know um, what you mean yeah, yeah. save it for the for the people who, yeah, yeah people have got the pampery type thing but it you know it is it is a necessary not necessarily a necessary um solution but you know I wanted to make it affordable for mm-hmm. you know a lot of people who who possibly wouldn't have considered it before because sometimes people who actually do need it don't have access to it yeah so you know so my pricing is tends to be reasonably the lower end of okay of the scale even though I've got all those years of experience you know I want to make it accessible yeah to, still to accessible to um to, to, to people, more people yeah. I suppose absolutely yeah cool excellent um so um I guess sort of following on from what we've just discussed um sort of about the stress and and everything the last year has been obviously a horrendous year for us all Mm. how's that affected your business and and I guess also how has it affected customers and the problems that you're dealing with now with customers maybe and sort of what what's the last year yeah um I mean, I was very lucky because I was sort of doing some stuff online anyway in terms of the yoga, so that sort of continued okay. on. So so that sort of stayed pretty much the same. I've had more classes for people, and, and I think, and I know from the feedback that it's been a huge, big success because it's basically, it's just been people's little bit of an hour of sanity in that throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's and, I, and I have loved doing that. Um, and But, I, you know, I do miss the face-to-face stuff as well, but, you know, in terms of the, the sort of classes, at least they've been continuing on, and it's, you know, it's been offering people that chance to just to take an hour out of their day just to relax. Um, in terms of the therapies, um, it was quite frustrating when I first started the lockdown because I was thinking, I've got all, people need, people need what I've got because yeah. <laughs> it's so, you know, and everyone's really stressed. I think the most, particularly the last lockdown has been stressful for most, a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. So, um, so what I did, I created these little packages. So, you know, because I've got all these years of knowledge. So it's like, well, why, how can, well, how can I package them up so that people can have access to them? So I've yeah. created a couple of little bundles. So it's just little videos of, um, you know, self-massage, um, hand reflexology, some kinesiology techniques, some little okay. sort of meditations, sort of little packages that people can sort of buy, only £20 each, so there's not a massive amount of money, but basically just so they can just dip in. So I've got one for stress, I've got one for sleep as well, because I know a lot of people stop with trouble sleeping. So these little packages have basically given people the opportunity to to go out and, and, and sort of you know, buy, you know, just use the techniques that I would normally yeah. use on myself. Yeah. themselves um they're really easy to follow and also um i've done quite a lot of meditation courses as well so i've actually created a, a meditation course that people okay. can buy as well so it's basically like a six-week course if people learn to do meditation and again really really brilliant you know, affordable but also really easy to follow as well so mm-hmm. it's just trying to sort of offer people those solutions that they can take home with them and yeah giving them themselves. a self-serve absolutely absolutely yeah so fantastic yeah i guess particularly with with the hands-on stuff that you do, it's it's got to have been really yeah. difficult for you and for your clients because it's frustrating, yeah. you've obviously not yeah. been able to do it. Whereas if you take a personal trainer, for example, like, yes, the client might not have 200 kilos to be able to deadlift and squat what mm. they can in the gym. Obviously, not, not all people can do that, but it's easy enough to give somebody a, a workout Absolutely. with stuff that they've got around the home whereas exactly. for uh for, for any sort of hands-on holistic stuff whether it's whether it's the reiki or whether it's the massage stuff or, or 
whatever it is, it's, it's near so, on impossible. It is, yeah. And, and I thought, well, at least, at least with these little packages, they're doable. You know, it's basically stuff that people can just follow a video, how to massage mm-hmm. your hands so that you, you it's like having reflexology of your feet, but you can yeah. your hands, you can do it yourself. It's, and it, but also, you know, people will be washing their hands, their hands are dry, it's nice, put a little bit of massage oil on, and then, you know, do a bit of reflexology as well. So yeah. they're easy to, they're really easy to follow. Um, and again, it's just a little, little time out for yourself, really. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's, and I think people have appreciated the fact that I've actually, you know, done that, but also I've done loads of blogs as well, just to try to give people, you know, lots of help and, and free videos of yoga, free meditations, yeah. just trying to keep people, people's, people's moods up because yeah. you know, it has been quite bad. Absolutely. So. And so am I right in thinking that, like, if we go from doing, so to doing like a hand massage, it's obviously not going to have the same effect as as a head massage or a shoulder massage would um, be, but does it still work yeah, in the same sort of way? Absolutely. I mean, there's, I mean, the, the self massage as well. I mean, you can massage yourself. Um, you know, with head massages, I've mm-hmm. got there's lots of different techniques. Um, again, so what I've done is I've I've, I've created these different packages and they've got little bits of hand massage, got a bit of self massage in there, mm-hmm. and and obviously it's it's. That obviously the problem is, is you know, are people actually going to do it? You know, it's it's like it's nice yeah. to actually be able to come to someone to let someone do it for you, but you know, you have the opportunity to actually be able to learn how to do these techniques yourself, and, and, and you know, they, they've gone down really, really well. Good. So it's quite nice yeah. to know that, that people it's like, do it for themselves. It's like we said before about about coaching people to change their habits, isn't it? And yeah, I suppose maybe actually from your what what you were saying about your values of being affordable to to the masses, actually these products now. Are helping you even more because somebody might come and see you once a month, six weeks, two months, or for a for a big treatment. Yeah, but, but actually, the in the meantime, they can use the rest of this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it, it's just it's just being able to offer people a little bit extra that you know that they can they can have it themselves. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so other than lockdown and the the last 12, 12 months <laughs> what has been <laughs> what's been the biggest challenge um you've faced in the last 15 years 15 oh my goodness me well, uh, that's a, that's since a since question. you set up your business um it's your fault for being in the business so long <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question um i mean i love as i said, as I said earlier i'm the eternal student and i do love learning new stuff uh-huh. Um, so it's just really trying to keep that momentum going and, and just learning new stuff that I can, it's, it's not really a challenge, it's something I really enjoy doing, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'm actually really, I'm actually very lucky. I'm really, really lucky. I've never really wow. had a massive big challenge. I mean, it's, I think I'm open to most things and, and, and I, you know, I am very, very lucky. Um, but I suppose the, the challenge really is trying to keep things fresh and just offer yeah. new stuff and just, but, but not, not diversifying too much from, from what I actually do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so with the stuff that you do, when talking about you being an, an eternal student, is is that because you're looking to learn new skills or develop on the skills that you've already got or find new ways? I mean, something like Reiki or yoga, they're ancient practices, aren't they? Absolutely. So do they develop in that you have to do CPD with them? Yeah, or is it? Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit like um, personal trainers. You really do have to do training to a certain extent each each year, and that, with all the treatments I do, like the bowing, they all they all need sort of 
additional training you know that you have to do every year so, so yeah. that's an addition to what i do anyway so that's sort of a natural progression on that because it, at the end of the day it still makes me a better treat better therapist mm-hmm. so i can treat people better but in terms of the internal student it's um as i said you know once you start looking into holistic therapies you know there's so much that you can actually learn um yeah. and the reason well i mean a really good example i mean i, I did bowing technique first um and because after I had sciatica, and bowing technique is brilliant at musculoskeletal problems. But I had this lady once that came in, and she she had problems with her neck and her shoulders. So bowing is brilliant. So let's do some bowing. After about two or three treatments, nothing really changed. It was still pretty much the same. And I thought, well, how there's obviously some, something going on that I've mm-hmm. not picked up, or, or yeah. there's something going on that, that we don't know about. But the thing is, if you don't know how to find out about it, how can you treat it? So then I came across kinesiology, which basically it blew me away it's basically a way of looking at the body in terms of it's it's basically a way of talking to your body so you can find out why the body isn't functioning properly and when i treated this lady with kinesiology it turns out that she had she had um, emotional issues um okay. which, which manifested in her neck so once we'd actually cleared those emotional issues the neck pain went away so you know she could have gone to see a chiropractor or an osteopath or anyone and yeah. no, no about amount of manipulation would have actually made any difference at all because it was purely an emotional problem. So once you've so found out what that problem is, you can clear it. Did that become like a counselling or hypnotherapy type treatment? Rather no, than it's not a... hypnotherapy. It's, it's kinesiology. It's it's just um it's just a way. It's, it's, we use muscle testing to find out a way of talking to the body. So we, we sort of look into the body in terms of its energetic field, its emotional, its. Uh, structural it's chemical we just try to balance everything up so the body functions a lot more better better so bad english a lot more sort of uh, effectively so it's 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 just amazing right so so kinesiology is (laughs) as much the treatment as it is the 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 way to diagnose absolutely yeah so you look at so you look at the body and you sort of say okay so where are the weaknesses in the body Um, and then once you once you've um, sort of identified them, then I can use kinesiology techniques in their own right. But also, you know, I can use things like bowing, I can use aromatherapy, I can use Reiki, I can use reflexology, all the techniques that I actually do right. to help correct the body, to correct those imbalances. And it's just amazing. So it's cool. just another thing to add. Fantastic. Too. And then, so talking about about that and obviously the bowing, helping with sciatica, and, and then you've done the... Um, kinesiology and everything else as well are you are you in a position where you can diagnose issues like or do do people come to you with a problem and you say well I don't I can't actually tell you what that is but I can help you get rid of it yeah we can't we're not allowed to diagnose because we're not doctors Um, but we can look at it's more of a case of looking where the weaknesses are in the body so in, in you know like I always tend to use the the the, um, the example of a migraine. Okay. I mean, obviously on Facebook you get people saying, "Oh, I've got a migraine," and every man and dog says, "Try this, they try this." Because they're this. also on Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but there's lots of different reasons why people have a migraine. So what works for one person will not work for another person because you don't yeah. know. Most people were looking at the migraine as a symptom. So you know, it can be down to something that's a structural problem. It could be jaw. It could be coccyx. It could be neck. It could mm-hmm. be something that's chemical, like you know, eating or hormonal. It could be something emotional. It could be a number of different things. 
So what we're trying to do is looking at why, rather than looking at the symptom, the migraine as a symptom, we're trying to look at it as why you're getting it. So that's where you use the kinesiology. You can look at why they're getting certain symptoms, but then use the kinesiology or whatever I need as that little toolbox to correct that imbalance okay. so that they're actually able to um, not get migraines anymore. And it does yeah. It's such an interesting topic. So from my fitness background... Your kinesiology is slightly different from mine. It's <laughs> well, <no> taint. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but it's it's so interesting because you're just doing things in a slightly different way. And I think it's easy for like the general pop to see what you do as fluffy for want yes. of a better word. <laughs> and I, I please so to you and listeners that's not an it's not a negative well it is a negative yeah. but I'm not it's mean. not an insult in any way. It's a uh, perspective isn't it and until you understand it it's really easy to see that kind of thing as as fluffy (laughs) but I guess that's because of the the lack of understanding and awareness around it and also maybe because whereas a, a physiotherapist can put you through scans to actually fully diagnose whereas you can't diagnose but you can still treat Absolutely. Um, well, it's it's more it's more than it's more than structural stuff. It's it's just I mean we can do allergies. You can do yeah. goal setting. You can do you know anything. Allergies is a really good example. So basically, if you if you if you're testing a body, we use muscle testing to talk to the body. So mm-hmm. if if I tested an arm muscle or a leg muscle, ideally, if you're balanced, you know, if I tested an arm, it would be strong. But if I yeah. put a vial of some hay fever pollen or something on you and your body feels overloaded with that basically all the muscles in your body would go weak so that mm-hmm. gives me an indication that actually you have a, you have a problem with that yeah. so what we're trying to do is find ways to make your body stronger so you don't get the same response that allergic response but also allergies tend to be related to your immune system which can be related to your gut so we need to look at all yeah. the underlying aspects because sometimes you know if, if your if your gut health isn't good your immune system isn't good which means that you're more susceptible to getting an allergic response to something so if we can fix that first yeah then test you're more like you probably won't have quite as much an allergic response as you would be if you haven't balanced yeah, it's about finding the underlying cause absolutely and yes. i suppose it's like a gardener doesn't treat the petals they always treat the soil exactly and that's what you do exactly that's a good yeah. way to put it thank you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fantastic. So that's challenges, and obviously we had a really interesting conversation from that. But what about successes, Julie? Um, you must have had some successes. Well, in business or in terms of sort of client-wise or just generally? Either or. What stands out to you as um, from Totally Holistic Health's history? What's been the biggest? Is I mean, it might be that client successes are the biggest successes for you, or or there might be something business-wise the fact that you've been able to progress what it is you do and you're offering um, I don't know I think my, I think one of my, my earliest ones is probably when I qualified at college because obviously I had my daughter the first year round so I did yeah. the second year with her as, as a tiny baby and I actually yeah. got a college award for that so that was because I'd worked really hard so I, obviously that was that was quite a proud moment when I, when uh-huh. I graduated there um, I did my yoga teacher training and again that was one of the best experiences of my life I absolutely loved it such good fun um mm-hmm. 
And also then since I did that, I've also um, created this lovely um, yoga studio stroke therapy room in my back garden and basically built it from scratch. So this wow. is just as my, my oasis of um, calm. Fantastic. So again, this is, that's, that's another, you know, high moment of my life. I've actually got this beautiful space that I can actually work in. So yeah. So it's been Fantastic. good things. And as obviously well as getting my clients and then just treating them and helping them as much as I can. Yeah, I guess every client is a success in its own right, isn't it? Absolutely, so absolutely. The fact that your business has allowed you to create a studio like that in your home is a huge yeah. testament to yeah. what you and your clients have achieved. Absolutely, and and it's beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful space, and and you know everyone always comments when they come in. It's just it's just. I mean, I don't lock myself in there sometimes when the, when the family's driving me nuts. Just so it's my it's my oasis of calm. It's just like go away, <laughs> doors locked. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, um, cool. So, um, I mean, you've done a lot in the last 15 years. What about the future? Um, where, where's the future of Totally Holistic Health? Um, is it remaining online or um, I don't um, know? A bit of both, a bit of both. Um, I mean, as I said, I think the yoga probably will continue to be a dual online and um, okay. face-to-face when we go back that way, of course. Um, even then, it's going to be socially distanced from May anyway, so yeah. I can only get a certain amount of people in my studio, so that will stay online. Um, but I also um, have, well, in addition to, so I do the meditation, I do yoga, but so from that sort of aspect, I've started looking at um, some other sort of aspects of work that I can do again online, just in case we ever go back into lockdown again, so just to okay. get that frustration away of not being hands-on. So I started doing a course in um, cognitive behavioral therapy and hypnotherapy. So um, I started that probably just at the wrong time, just about just before we started out of lockdown. So so I should have done that before, but there you go. I started about a month ago on that one, which is absolutely fascinating. And it's but it will work so well with the kinesiology, with you know the relaxation techniques. So again, it's just an additional. Um, thing to put in my toolbox that I can use but again it's just blowing me away that I know that so I've got so many people in my mind that I know oh that will definitely help that particular person or yeah I bet you person. do and it's and it's just yeah I'm quite excited about that so that's my next challenge so fantastic but, brilliant and um and so what is also I think we are we understand that you do a lot you, you provide a lot but what's your main offering I think Probably at the moment, kinesiology, um, okay. principally because it does so much and it just deals with all the underlying stuff that's going on. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I do get people coming back from massage, I do get people from reflexology and bowing, but I think because everybody's so stressed at the moment, obviously, also with hay fever as well, I've got loads of kinesiology yeah. for working with hay fever as well. Um, but yeah, I'm saying, but also it's one of my favourite treatments to do because it's right. so different from every single client. You can never get two treatments the same. It's just totally unique. With and I guess from what you've said, it works so well with all the other things that you offer work as a um yeah what's the word i'm looking for as a side to the kinesiology yeah, absolutely yeah so it's just yeah i mean i do get people just coming on to a massage which again is lovely but you know if you get someone who's a little bit more complex and, and particularly as there's so much underlying stress at the moment you know, you know it does manifest itself in so many different ways it's nice to be able to get to the underlying reason why yeah and, and fix that so you know kinesiology is so good for that so i say yeah it's my favorite treatment because it's so interesting as well so. yeah fantastic <laughs> cool okay so um moving on we're nearly uh nearly at the end couple more questions for you okay. so what um what would you say have you got any any top tips or top advice for anybody who's maybe looking into holistic 
treatment as as um, a solution or if people maybe have uh, I don't know just top tips top tips and advice based on what it is you do <laughs> um, I would say learning different relaxation techniques is a huge thing um, okay. you know if, if you know you've never tried meditation before again anything along those lines is really really good I mean meditation isn't easy but you know the more you practice it is even just taking five minutes out of the day just to spend just you know, my, I, I tend to do my yoga practice first thing in the morning, and sometimes it can just be a full yoga practice. Sometimes it can just be sitting on my mat for five minutes, but I need that time at the start of my day just to collect my thoughts yeah. and just set me up for the day. So even just taking five minutes out of your day just to breathe, just to move around a little bit, just have that quiet moment. I mean, that is such a, a start, you know, for me. If I didn't have that, I'm a right grouchy cow. <laughs> as my family will tell you yeah. so even just five or ten minutes just just even just you know just scanning your body just checking how you're feeling just checking in actually asking yourself how am i actually feeling today because most of the time you don't actually have time to stop you just get on with your day you go rush 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 but just get up five minutes earlier and just spend your five minutes just to yourself thinking how am i feeling breathing just relaxing just get yourself ready for the day that's you know, I would say that's probably one of my most top tips, really. Um, cool. And that, I suppose, doesn't just have to be sat on a yoga mat in no, no, yoga no, pants, does it? Like, no, 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 no. I guess <laughs> a lot of us maybe do it already with a cup of coffee and a newspaper. Absolutely. But we're just yeah. doing it in a slightly different way and not aware of what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, my, my husband works from home. He has done a lockdown and he literally uh-huh. is stuck in a chair, literally from when he starts working in the morning till when he finishes work. He doesn't move at all. And, and, and he is, you know, he's not an advocate for natural health at all. <laughs> and he, he needs it more than anything. You know, he's so stressed at the moment. And I keep yeah. saying, let's just, you know, I'm trying to get him to, to sort of just sit for five minutes. And, and But he's like, oh, I'm too busy, too busy, too busy. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if we just spent five minutes just sitting. But then again, he does, you know, he does actually go, we we'll call it a dinnery daydream. He'll just sit there sometimes and he'll just like shut off for about yeah. five minutes, which I suppose is his natural way of doing it. But you'll just sort of see him just like staring into space for five minutes. Which yeah. I suppose is a similar sort of thing, but you know, I think people just need that time. Um, so, is it is it the time that's important, or is it the awareness of the time that's important? Um, I think a bit of both, to be honest with you. I think you need to have that awareness of how you're feeling. I think just to sort of sit there and actually not feel anything. Although saying that, the more you try to feel something, the more stressful it is. So, I always when I do meditation classes, I always say, don't try to search for. Yeah. Um, don't try to search for any sensation just let it come because i think yeah. if you search for something it doesn't you know it's harder and it just make you more stressed because you think you have to your mind's going over because you have to feel you have to find something so you don't necessarily have to but i think if you you go to to do your five minutes of yourself that little practice of five minutes if you actually go with the intention of I am going to spend five minutes on this chair or wherever you're yeah. sitting on the end so of the bed so rather than your husband just going into a daydream and Absolutely. having no intention and no awareness that he's actually maybe taking his five minutes then. Yeah, I think I you think should it's actually to... you can go into a daydream, but with the intent. Intention. I think I think it... the intention is good because I think that means that you are you're gonna get more out of it because you mm-hmm. have that intention, okay, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna just see how I feel. But I, I think it's it's finding the time of day that suits you as well. For yeah. me I'm I'm an early morning person so I'll actually always do it first thing in the morning. Some people prefer doing it later in the night. Yeah. But by that time I'm usually fast asleep. 
So first thing in the morning is always better for me because it just sets me up for the day. So yeah, but even just whatever you're doing, just spend five minutes to yourself, just away from the hubbub of the family, mm-hmm. away from you know, even just locking yourself in the loop for five minutes. That works a treat as well. Yeah, so. no, it makes total sense, and I can I can personally totally relate. But not every day, I think, sort of particularly when you go on holiday or like to the caravan or camping, and you sit there. Out of the outside the tent in your wellies with a cup of coffee. Oh yes, and that's yeah. That, that for me, too. that is yeah. that time. That works but I don't too. necessarily find the time yeah, during the intention. working week. Yeah, but, but um, but you do feel always feel better having been on holiday, don't you? Yeah. Definitely. So maybe yeah, having had this conversation, that's what I'll take away. Yeah, is that I'll try and find that time. <laughs> Every day, anyway, and just sit and have a coffee before I start work. Absolutely, absolutely. Just mulling it over is just so nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, particularly at the moment with the weather so nice, it's nice to sit out, sit outside just for a you know, quick cup of coffee in the morning, but just sit there, listen to the birds, just look yeah, outside the trees. You know, it's it's meditative in its own right, really. Yeah, absolutely, fantastic, cool. And um, so finally, um, so you've been in S. Have you always been in SK? I have, yeah. Well, I I was born and bred in Cambridge, but I came up here okay. in nineteen. Right. So, okay. Yeah, so you've yeah, been here a long time. I have. Yeah. So, what would you say is your favourite thing about Stockport? Um, I just love the community feeling. I mean, I come from the south, and there's it's so different. I mean, it, you know, I came up to Manchester from University, but I'm, we came to sort of Stockport area because we just love the fact that it's such a really nice community feeling. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got everything you need really. And Manchester's yeah. too bustly. I like the fact that we're so close to beautiful sort of open spaces we're so close to the Peak district um and, and and you know the amount of services and the shops and all the lovely it's just it's just such a lovely place to be really yeah so, cool fantastic um yeah i totally agree with you about the community and talking about the community and the business community am i right in thinking that you run one of the local networking yeah, we were, um, yeah. Um, me and my friend Karen, uh, we set, well, it wasn't actually set up by myself. It was set up by a lady called Louise Smith, who's an accountant. Um, she okay. set up Network SK, uh, basically for um, female business owners in the, um, the, sort of the, the SK region. Yeah. Who were really so supportive. It's not a selly type of site. It's not, um, it's just really just local, very small businesses, just, um, yeah. you know, like single sole trader type people, just, um, just giving support and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's very much a case of you know it's very interactive it's not you know it's not we're not pushy or anything like that we do have very very we do have networking meetings but again they just get together like coffees um, yeah yeah in Berkeley, well, well we can actually do that again um you know they're just really informal and, and i i hate networking i'm not a networking type person i find it really uncomfortable and this is the only com- and the only networking group that i found that i really really enjoyed and then when okay. we stepped down she asked me myself and my friend karen if we yeah i think that's one of the things that so everybody talks about the community but actually as well as the community the business community Absolutely. in the area is one of the massive positives the only downside i've got is that all the group there's so many groups networking <laughs> groups, but they're all women only <laughs> Where, where's my opportunity to come in and there <laughs> Go boobs, you'll be fine. But, say again? Go boobs, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I say that tongue-in-cheek because obviously it's great that, that women have got a a facility to do it, but um, 
but there is there's so, there's so many different networking groups as well but i think yeah. that the, the, what i think what sets us off with network sk is the fact that it is you know we are very supportive and we have sort of you know it's yeah. not it's, it's, it's there's no nitpicking or, or, or and we only allow a certain amount of businesses per sort of, yeah uh, so it's not like overrun with lots of people selling the same thing so it's a very diverse um yeah of, of ladies That's it's it. not I a mean, massive group so but... i know obviously i'm not directly involved but i know my partner's involved yeah. in the group That's right. and um from what she says it is it's not like you you think of bni don't you when you think of networking and it's mm. all the it's a sales job as much as anything else you've got to bring so many people in but actually what your group do and a lot of the local groups i think from what i've i've heard it's more a case of let's create a community of people that we can trust each other and we can maybe pass each so there'll be personal trainers in there and beauticians in there that you can take send your clients to when your clients need those absolutely and actually by doing that you're able to offer a better service to the individual client and the community as a whole, aren't you? Absolutely. And also because I think, um, you know, as a sole trader, I mean, you know, I, I mean, as I said, I'm not, I don't like network. I find it really uncomfortable to network, mm-hmm. but it's so nice to have a support of, of other local businesses who basically have probably been through the same things as you have. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got the same, you know, or, you know, if they're asked questions, there's always somebody in the group that can help. So it's just, yeah, I must admit, it's such a supportive group. It's really, really lovely. Yeah. So, nice Fantastic. Well, I think I think somebody needs to set up a blokes one and then <laughs> <laughs> there's something for us all. Yeah, thank you very much, Julie. It's been uh, it's been an awesome interview. Really good to get to know you and uh, and learn a bit about yourself and, and your business. It's been great. Thank you very much. Brilliant. My pleasure. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Cool. Okay, so um, don't forget, as always, please make sure you're following The Scoop um, on your on your podcast platforms so you don't miss out on each new episode also if you've been enjoying listening to the scoop please leave a review over on apple podcasts it really does help to showcase not only the podcast but also helps to promote local businesses like julie's and finally if you'd like to support what i'm doing you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash the scoop and don't forget whenever you're searching it's spelled like our postcode s-k-o-o-p Thanks once again, Julie. Been great talking to you. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.